Welcome to the podcast where we track down Australian war veterans, have a chat with them and hear their stories. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is Life on the Line. The single greatest sacrifice I've made is my family. There were a couple of public beheadings. In order to kill them, you've got to be a little bit angry. Not psychotic, but just angry. We could look down Frankfurt and see it on fire. Stuff blowing up everywhere. There will be no surrender. And then they had to fight an enemy in amongst we got children. Point, right? you're going to I could never often. not go back. They were my friends and they felt like the same She did say, you've changed. The soldier put everything on the line to help one of our boys. David Buckwalter is an Australian veteran of the Vietnam War. He's been a recurring guest on Life on the Line. Today he spoke with Angus Horden about his grandfather and a rare family heirloom. Hi, I'm Angus Horden, and today I'm interviewing David Buckwalter, now for our fourth time with our podcast series. Welcome, David. Thanks, Angus. David, I want to especially talk about something special today, that I was at the Knox Remembrance Service at school in November 2016. And that was the first time we met. And after the service where we were honouring veterans that had gone to the school and on to war, we were talking and I noticed a particular medal on your chest which didn't look very Australian. And I was wondering if you could tell us the story behind that. Well, the medals belonged to my grandfather who had passed away in the 60s when I was a young bloke in, in my early 20s. I didn't know that he had been to war or that he'd been awarded any medals and it wasn't until my uncle and aunt who were living in WA passed away when my cousin contacted me and said, you're the veteran in the family, you ought to have your grandfather's medals. She sent them across. That was a general service medal for the German army in the First World War, 1418. There was a wounded in action badge, something similar to the American Purple Heart and an Iron Cross. Also accompanying that was a general service booklet which outlined where he had served. Unfortunately, the service booklet does not say when or why he was awarded the Iron Cross and concerted efforts by me so far have failed to find out what the circumstances were of him winning or being awarded that Iron Cross. He was a soldier the same as I was a soldier And all soldiers are the same. We just do our job. We don't get involved in the politics of the decisions of others. For the most part, we respect each other, even if we're on the other side of the battle lines. Anyway, I used to, after I received these medals, every Anzac day is to put them in my pocket and I'd march down the street in Sydney with his medals in my pocket. And one day I was having lunch with a few of my ex-army mates and I told them about my grandfather and that uh, I was carrying his medals and I was considering to wear them on Anzac Day and what did they think? And to the man, they all agreed that I should wear them. So from now on, I wear them. A few people have uh, asked me how come, what it is. Nobody has criticised me. So next Anzac Day, I'll be wearing his medals again. Do you know if he was serving on the Western Front or the Eastern Front? Yeah, according to his um, service booklet on the Eastern Front. 
Okay, so he would have seen success then in obviously in 1917 being able to defeat Russia. Yeah. Which is something that the Germans in the next war didn't do. No, they certainly didn't. And David, can you tell us how this family which was in Germany then ends up coming to Australia later on? They came from a town named Breslau, which was part of Germany before the Second World War and is now part of Poland. When Hitler came to power and they started rounding up people and our family came from Jewish heritage, uh, my grandfather, in thanks for his service to the country, was put into concentration camp. And this is an Iron Cross recipient? An Iron Cross recipient, yes. Fortunately, set of circumstances, you've got to have some luck in life, was that if you were in a concentration camp and you could get a visa to get out of Germany and you had to get that visa from outside the country, you could get out of camp, of the camp and they'd let you go. And what year was this, David, roughly? About 37, I think. Okay, yes. In any case, to stop anybody Jewish leaving the country, they stamped their passport with a big J. And for some reason or other, my mother was lucky enough that they didn't stamp her passport. So it was decided that young Gerda Buckwalter, at the age of 16, would leave Germany with a bit of money and go to the Australian ICOM and endeavour to get a visa for her sister, herself and her mother and father. And um, she caught the train and she was on board in a carriage with a German man who was older than her. When they got to the Dutch border, the German guy said to my mother, you get up into the bed there and be quiet and say nothing. She had already told him the story, what she was doing. Anyway, the Gestapo came on board. He handed them the passports. The Gestapo said, who's the girl? She said, she's my niece. And they gave him back the passports. They crossed the border. My mother got the visas. My mother returned to uh, Germany. My grandfather got out of concentration camp. They got to the UK. They went to the United States. They caught a train across to Vancouver. They caught a ship to Australia. That ship was torpedoed on the next trip with all hands and they became citizens of Australia and I was born. I never knew that my grandfather had served in the army until my cousin told me about the medals. So really they got out really with nothing and what made them decide to come to Australia? Well, I don't know that there were too many places to choose from. My grandfather had had already immigrated to the United States in the early part of the century, first years of the century, he'd left Germany. And it was only when the war was declared... And he was called back, yeah. Well, he, you know, a German citizen, he'd go back and fight for the fatherland. He went back to Germany, but, I mean, Canada, Australia, they had no connections here in Australia. I'm sure that there are many others similar stories to be told. Well, thank you for sharing yours with us again today. I hope you enjoyed that short podcast with Angus and David. If you're interested in hearing some interviews with veterans from the other side, we released three bonus episodes last year. Listen to Eugen Pekura, German World War II veteran, Jens Milbret, German Cold War veteran, and Horst Haase, German World War II veteran. David told me his story, from his childhood to his experiences in Vietnam and life after, 
in the season one episode. Number five, David Buckwalter. He came back on the podcast last year in The Battle of Wow with David Buckwalter for an historical bonus episode with Angus Horden. And his third appearance on the show was in our panel discussion, moderated by Angus. Panel, The Vietnam War. If you missed any of them, be sure to check them out. Learn more about this podcast and the team behind it at www.lifeonthelinepodcast.com and sign up to get an email every time a new veteran conversation or a bonus episode like this one is released. Never miss out by going to www.lifeonthelinepodcast.com forward slash subscribe or you can email us with a request and we'll add you to the list. Our email is podcast at lifeonthelinepodcast.com we're also on social media. Follow us on Twitter at LOTLpod, like us on Facebook at Life on the Line Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Life on the Line Podcast. Life on the Line is brought to you by Thistle Productions. Artwork by Big Cat Design, music by Dan Van Werkhoven. Thanks for listening, and lest we forget. <laughs> <laughs>